Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Locomotive sipping, drinking Arizona Mixtape just around the corner Did a lot in California Can't wait to drop this on you Yeah, they gon' have fun with that Smash like song and my songs gon' break through like a running back Hello and welcome to the Scuderia F1 podcast. This is a special emergency edition. My name is Mark Hamilton. It is not even 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I'm here recording early because we have breaking news in the world of Formula One. Now, if you remember last year, there was a little bit of controversy because the FIA had, without the permission of F1, gone ahead and released the 2023 Formula One calendar. And of course, that created a little bit of friction. That didn't happen this year. Liberty Formula One has a officially introduced and this came as a bit of a shock because I don't think most of us were expecting it but they've introduced the bumper 2024 Formula One calendar and boy is it a packed calendar so a couple of big takeaways before we dive into it one like I said there will be 24 races that is a Formula One record it will see increased regionalization so kind of clustering races regionally on the calendar rather than kind of darting back and forth across the globe a significant number of times. And also, interestingly, we are going to see two races on Saturday night to kick off the calendar. So, of course, this year we're going to have a Saturday night race in in Las Vegas, but we're going to see two races to kick off the 2024 calendar that will be on Saturday night. So, what does it look like? Well, I'm going to run it down, and then I'm going to take you through some of the more interesting, interesting aspects of the calendar. So we are going to start the calendar in Bahrain. We fully expect that winter testing will start or take place in Bahrain again this year as well, rather than Spain. There had been, I think, a little bit of speculation about the fact that we could have seen Saudi Arabia, Jeddah, and Bahrain swap places. I think there was a lot of interest from the Saudi race organizers and their Ministry of Sport to have been the championship opening race that's not going to happen but we're going to start in Bahrain and Bahrain will be a Saturday night race this year and uniquely it's going to be a Saturday night race because Saudi which happens a week later so Bahrain will take place on March 2nd Saudi will take place on March 9th well Saudi Arabia is of course like Bahrain in the GCC region and much in the Middle East will be celebrating the festival of uh, Ramadan so they will be hosting the Saturday night race in Saudi Arabia to accommodate Ramadan but they didn't want to host a Sunday race in Bahrain less than a week before, giving everyone just a six-day turnaround. So to accommodate and make sure that everyone has that seven-day window to complete the race in Bahrain, pack up, move to move to Jeddah, and complete the Grand Prix weekend there. They're also going to host a Saturday night race in Bahrain. So Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, back-to-back Saturday night races, which is very cool. We then have a two-week break, and we go to Australia. So Australia will run March 22nd to 24th, of course, in Melbourne. Then we go to Japan, and this is key. So Japan, 
has historically been an October race. We've talked about how badly Stefano Domenicali, and even going back to Bernie Eccleston, how badly they wanted Japan to be a spring race because I think we're so conditioned to seeing monsoon-type conditions in Japan, which doesn't necessarily make for great racing. But it looks like they have bent the race organizers' arms so severely that they've uh, accepted a early, early season spot. Of course, this also allows for some of that regionalization that I spoke to. So we're in Australia. We're in Japan. Two weeks later, we're in China. Of course, this is the first time we'll be in China since 2019, a five-year break, which is incredible to think about. Of course, we'll have a young Chinese driver on the grid for the very first time, and I think that will be a reason for celebration, and I have every reason to expect that the track in Shanghai will be absolutely packed. So again, we start in the Middle East, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia. We go to Asia and uh, Australia, so Australia, Japan, China. We then flip all the way to Miami, so it's one of those exceptions where we come all the way across the globe for a single race. So an effort at regionalization, it's not perfect. We then go to Imola on May 17th and May 19th. A week later, we're in Monaco. We come back to North America June 7th to June 9th for Canada. Then we go back two weeks later to Europe for Spain, Austria, and the United Kingdom. Then we have Hungary, Belgium, and Netherlands, and Italy, and Azerbaijan. So a real, real effort there to cluster all of those races as much as possible into a single continent. After Azerbaijan, of course, that's a big change as well. We're used to seeing Baku earlier in the season in a May-June slot. Uh, this year, they will be September, late September at that. Actually, sort of mid-September, September 13th to 15th. Then we go to Singapore. Then we go to a big cluster of races in North America. We have Austin, Mexico, Brazil, Las Vegas. Then we complete the season with two more races in the Middle East, of course, at Doha, Qatar. And then we complete the season with our traditional event at Abu Dhabi at Yas Marina. So a couple of the big takeaways now that we've kind of run through the calendar, um, and I kind of compiled these from comments on Twitter and Reddit and things like that, but some interesting takeaways here is obviously Spa is back, and I think there was some apprehension that, hey, are they going to be back? Are they not going to be back? I think it's a relief for all of us as racing fans that Spa will be on the championship calendar. We're not going to South Africa. There'd been a lot of speculation about whether that was going to happen, but I think there are some political circumstances in that country that will prevent them from joining anytime soon. Remarkably, no France, no Germany. Not a surprise, but obviously it's a little bit disappointing that here we are in 2024 and we have a French-based works team in Alpine Renault. Of course, they're based out of Endstone, but a French-owned works team on the grid and no race. And of course, we have no race in Germany, despite, of course, Mercedes being on the grid and Audi forthcoming. Maybe that will change in the future, but a couple of things to consider. Um, Japan, like I said, big, big, big change there. They will be on the calendar for April. That is the fourth race of the season. Their preference has always been in October. It'll be great to see a race in April because maybe it's a little bit drier than we're traditionally used to. And of course, that also accommodates that that regionalization by being able to go Australia, Japan, and China back to back to back. Baku, like I mentioned, is going to be September. That'll be round 17. China is back. Like I said, Qatar will officially be the penultimate race. Uh, probably not something that we had um, not expected. It seems to make sense, especially with this regionalization. Doesn't make sense to go to the GC region three times if you can avoid it. So going in twice makes a lot of sense. Um, and then a couple of big things that I didn't initially notice 
But there are two significant gaps on the calendar. Of course, this year we had a month-long break in the spring because we didn't go to China. We have another month-long break in the summer because of the summer break, the summer factory shutdowns. We have two big breaks in this calendar. We will race in Belgium on July 28th. We then do not race again until the Netherlands, Zandvoort, on August 25th. Okay, that's that's what we're used to. That's something we traditionally see. But we have another break a month later. So we race in Singapore on September 22nd. And then we do not race again until we go to Austin, the Circuit of the Americas, on October 20th. So two really extended breaks and not a lot of time between them either. So, of course, like I said, we resume racing in the Netherlands on August 25th. We conclude racing in Singapore on September 22nd. Then we have another four-week break. So a couple of things to kind of consider there. Um, we have three triple headers in this championship. So we will be racing in Spain Austria and the UK back to back to back um, when we come back to North America for the third time because of course we come once for Miami we come once for Canada then we come again uh, for the Austin Mexico Brazil cluster but we have a triple header with Austin Mexico and Brazil of course Brazil's in South America but uh, I would say kind of the same time zone but again a triple header there and then we conclude the season and this is very aggressive we conclude the season with a triple header so we go Las Vegas Doha, and then Abu Dhabi. So back to back to back. So we need to get from Las Vegas to Qatar in a week, and then we go from Qatar to Abu Dhabi for the final race. And of course, that's just a couple-hour flight. That's logistically not very challenging. But from getting from Vegas to Qatar, that's that's pretty aggressive for everybody involved. So folks, that's, that's it. That is our 2024 calendar. And of course, we're going to have some more time to reflect on this and, and talk about it in the weeks to come. Hopefully... Fingers crossed there won't be any changes, last-minute additions, last-minute subtractions uh, in the next couple of weeks, in the months ahead. But like I said from the start, a bumper 24-race calendar. I, I struggle sometimes with a 21-22 race calendar that asks a lot of all of us that follow Formula One. This is going to be asking more than I think they've ever asked in the past. But of course, this is part of Liberty's growth strategy. And I think as much as some of the drivers and some of the teams may sometimes begrudgingly accept this or complain behind closed doors about the length of the calendar, they all benefit because we all know that sponsorship money, TV money, streaming money and money from race organizers effectively go into a pool and that gets split up amongst the teams through the constructor's prize money. So if I'm Williams, if I'm Sauber, if I'm Mercedes, I benefit directly from the addition of more races because it means there's more prize money available to me. And then I think the question, of course, then comes down to things like mental health and the well-being of everybody involved in the championship, that this is a lot of travel. But I think I think Liberty have worked very hard and the FIA have worked really hard to introduce as much regionalization as possible that, hey, you know, what? we are still going to go to North America three times, which isn't great. But you know what? Maybe we go to Asia once rather than three times, although I guess in this case we're going twice because of Singapore, but rather than going in and out three times, you know what, we're going to base our operations in that region for a month-long period um, and let 
the, the drivers and the crews and the mechanics and engineers kind of plane hop from location to location rather than everyone going from, from Melbourne back to the UK and then to China and then back to the UK and then back to some far-flung location. So I think there's certainly some efforts at regionalization and you can certainly see that manifest itself in this calendar. It's far from perfect. Like ideally, we shouldn't be coming to North America just for Miami and we shouldn't be coming just for Canada that ultimately you got to find a way to get those two races back to back. I don't know how you do that. If you push Miami much later, it's too hot. And if you push if you push Montreal earlier, there's always the threat of really bad, cold, chilly weather. So they're going to have to figure this out. But definitely some efforts to create some regionalization given the, the length and the depth of this calendar. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this. I was very excited and any excuse to get on here and do an emergency podcast is something I love to do. Of course, we're going to be back in a couple of days to review and get ready for the British Grand Prix. Daly and I also have a ton of really great news topics we want to take you through. This weekend, friend of the show, Matt Clark, is going to be sitting down with us. We're super excited about that. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things, including Indy and Formula One. In a couple of weeks from now, Megan Gilks is going to be joining us. Of course, Megan Gilks has been competing in the inaugural season season of F1 Academy. She's also been interning at Silverstone with the Aston Martin Aramco Formula One team. So hopefully we'll get some inside scoops on her experiences there. I'm sure she won't be sharing anything sensitive, but it'll be great to hear about her experiences there. All right. Hope you enjoyed this. We'll talk to you all again soon. Bye for now. I feel like a locomotive sipping, drinking Arizona. Mixtape just around the corner. Did a lot in California. Can't wait to drop this shit on you. Yeah, they gon' have fun with that. Smash like Songa, man. My songs gon' break through like a running back. first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com